Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. When the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster needs something cool to listen to. Welcome to Geo After Dark. I'm your host, Geo Braun. I woke up and the world outside was dark. All so quiet before the dawn. Opened up the door and walked outside The ground was cold I walked until I couldn't walk anymore To a place I'd never been There was something stirring in the air In front of me I could see more than this Much more than this, there is something else there. All that you had has all gone. More than this, I stand feeling so connected. Started when I saw the ship go down. I saw them struggle in the sea. And suddenly the picture disappears in front of me. Now we're busy making all our busy plans. Our foundations built to last. But nothing fades as fast as the future. Nothing clings like the past Until we can see More than this More than this So much more More than this, I 
This is Marilyn, and you should know me as Veronica from Clerks, and you're listening to Geo After Dark. Yowza, and thank you very much, Ms. Marilyn Gigliotti, for that wonderful introduction. It was great to meet you at WonderCon this year. As she's mentioned there, she was in the original Clerks movie, playing as Veronica in that. We'll be looking for her as a future guest here on Geo After Dark. Well, it's that time once again, folks. How are y'all doing out there? It's yours truly, Geo Braun, coming at you on episode nine here of my podcast, Geo After Dark. Well, I have to admit, I am pretty uh, entertained with the notion of now doing episode number nine, but I, I must. What's going on outside here? Well, let's see. I'm looking outside my window here at the pirate office, and I see, uh, see Jeeves, my undead man, sir, apparently chopping down some trees. Um, let's see here, right the hole. Sorry about this, everybody. Let me just... Jeeves! Yeah, yeah, you, Jeeves! Jeeves, you're the only undead man servant here. Yes, you. Jeeves, I'm kind of in the middle of my podcast here. 
What exactly are you doing with the chainsaw? My apologies, Master Braun. I'm trimming back all of our trees here in Braun Manor, and unfortunately, it can be a bit tiresome. No, I, I totally understand that, Jeeves, but I'm, I'm trying to podcast here, and well, in order to do that, I need to actually be heard and not, not the screaming of a chainsaw. Might you be able to, per se, do that later? Why, as you wish, Master Ron. Uh, Jeeves, you, you might want to be careful there. You're up, you're up on that ladder. Maybe watch those electrical wires. Jeeves, Jeeves! Oh. You got the electrical... Jeeves, you're... Oh. Oh. Wow. That's going to leave a mark. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, that, um, that was something. Jeeves, uh, very flammable. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's not pretty. That's not even a little pretty. Um, in any case, let's kind of move on from here. We'll get back in the swing of things. Well, we're back after that brief delay. I had to get the power generator out after Jeeves. Apparently has knocked out the power here. Thanks a lot for that, Jeeves. You know, getting good help from the undead is not easy. And when you Jeeves, you can only hope for so much. Let's do a little movies, madness, and more, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> this time on Movies Madness and More, we talk about a movie that is very close to my heart. That movie is Reanimator. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn, and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. <laughs> but lately, they're getting out of hand. <laughs> and he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a sideshow? 
it will scare you to pieces. Reanimator. The 1985 American science fiction horror comedy film, loosely based on the H.P. Lovecraft episodic novella, Herbert West, Reanimator. This particular movie was directed by Stuart Gordon, and it's the first in the Reanimator series. A couple movies were to follow, Bright of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator, all starring uh, Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West. It was filled with extreme gore, and it was a really good contribution to the horror and comedy realm. The plot was very simple. The University of Zurich Institute in Switzerland and our wonderful anti-hero, Herbert West, brings his professor, Dr. Gruber, back to life. Well, that didn't go over very well. The dosage was too large. You killed him. No, I did not. I gave him life. And the wackiness was only beginning from there. So West arrives at the Mascotonic University in New England and does further experimentation, if you will, which leads to all kinds of drama. The end result is him and his roommate, Dan Kane, uh, managed to bring back a few different specimens, proving that Herbert West's serum does reanimate the dead. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the horror factor alone is worth it. And for 1985, it definitely played its part in creating a whole wondrous zombie genre within its own right. So, uh, yeah. Now, the sequels that followed, well, they got a little more campier. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it's Reanimator. And there's so much goodness there to enjoy that even those can be a really great fun time just going to see good movies. Uh, good, bad movies, if you will. I enjoy them all. It's a guilty pleasure in some regards, but nevertheless, if you love horror, you'll enjoy what you see. So check it out. 
Reanimator. It'll kill you. You're listening to Geo After Dark. Hell yeah! In a world of darkness, one thing is true. The monsters do come out to play. TheUntoldChronicles.com, a website dedicated to the independent stories of Geo's Brown. TheUntoldChronicles.com is where you'll find a trinity of terror tales dedicated to scaring the bejesus out of you, all with sexy horror fun, all drawn and written by Geo Brown. Check out TheUntoldChronicles.com if you dare. It's that time once again in our show here for that moment where we actually do a little interview action with yours truly. We're lucky enough this month to talk with a really cool duo who have created their own small press wonder team, if you will. And uh, they call it Blackjack Comics. And they call it Blackjack Comics. All right, and here we are. We are actually doing my first uh, three-way interview, if you will. This is actually an interview with uh, the the team of Blackjack Comics, and uh, it was kind of neat because, uh, you know, here's a shout-out to Google because Hangouts did definitely come through for us here. Initially, I was going to use Skype to do this, but no, Hangouts, a lot easier, so rock on. Uh, I have with me here... Uh, two really great creators that uh, created Blackjack Comics back in Sacramento in 2011. And we have Nick Garber. How you doing? Nick, say hi. And then we also have Joy DiCapua. Also known as Joy DiCap. Joy. <laughs> do you want to go do you want to go with something like that or do you would what's that, what what would you like to do? Do you want to go fun or do you want to go just like your your name? Oh, just Joy is fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to get her sold on decap. I think decap rocks. I think you should go with that, Joy. Seriously. <laughs> but we have we have Joy and we have Nick here, who are the creators of Blackjack Comics. And uh, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, it's I'm happy to be here. Outstanding. All right, so here we are. We're basically here to discuss your guys' creation. Now, Blackjack Comics, like I said, started in 2011. And it's uh, the storylines that are involved with this uh, comic book uh, creation. It's uh, their military theme. Tell me some more about that. Well, we started off with Phantom Hawk in 2011 mm-hmm. with issue one. And Phantom Hawk is a special forces soldier who is framed for the destruction of the program that created him. And it was a government funded program. Um, he's on the run has limited resources no friends at the moment and he's trying to clear his name and figure out who you know set him up right right so it's almost like the fugitive in a sense it it, it is it's a lot 
of Punisher and mm-hmm. Fugitive and Batman, um, the selling point that we always, me and Joy always kind of use is if Batman and Punisher had a kid <laughs> and he had no money, right. <laughs> it would be Phantom Hawk. So if Batman and Punisher had a love child, here we are. A love child. That is it. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. One thing I always like to say, too, is it really is a story of if everything you loved was ripped away from you, Mm -hmm. how far would you go to get your life back? Got it. Got it. And that's what he's figuring out is really what personal lines would you cross Mm -hmm. in trying to get your life back? Right. How far would you really go? If you, you know, had no choice, you know, it's, it's willpower, you know, and you just keep on going. So that's exactly really cool. Very cool. All right. and, and that's why I chose the background that I chose for him was mm-hmm. it's from a class of individuals that are willing to push themselves to the point of near death. You know, they're, they're mentally stable, mentally focused, physically stable, physically focused, to push on and complete a mission. Right. You know, and that soldier mentality. Exactly. And when the tables kind of got turned on him, you know, he, he kind of went inward and, and used what he was taught to complete what's now a personal task. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So this is, that's the first story. Yes. And you had, how long did it take you from the time that you actually started conceptualizing that story to the time that you actually put pen to paper and created it? It was probably a good, I want to say two or three months. Um, It all kind of originated from, you know, I've I've always been drawing since Mm -hmm. I was a little kid. And it was constant harassment from friends and family. Hey, when are you going to put a book together? When are you going to put a book together? And there was just one day, I think I was about 32. And I was like, oh, man, the clock's ticking. I should probably put this book together now. (laughs) You know, there's no more waiting. So I, I locked myself in my office and... I was there for about six hours and I wrote the first issue of Phantom Hawk. Wow. Um, I didn't think about a second issue or a third issue or how I have it penned out now to issue seven, mm-hmm. you know, for the first story arc. Um, I just knocked it out. And then after I was done writing, it, I was like, well, I got the comp boards. Let's start drawing. Right. So now the idea of the, you know, doing military-themed storylines. I mean, this isn't just coming out of, like, left field. Both of you are actually in the military. Yes. Yeah. And, Joy, what do you do now? Joy in the military. I am a military paralegal. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, the idea of these themes kind of... I mean, it's it's a passion for both of you, because you both... It's something that you both know, and that's what they say, is write what you know, draw what you know, create what you know. And so yes, that's really, exactly. really cool. Um, do you... Uh, you also, from what I understand, you guys hire uh, veterans anytime possible to help create, you know, the future of your guys' company. Absolutely. So that's also kind of cool is that, uh, you know, I mean, giving giving veterans an outlet like that, a creative outlet, I think is really kind of a, a neat um, proposition to be able to do that. And so, it's amazing how many have the talent that they don't, they don't have another outlet for it. They, yeah, have, they have no way to, to tap into that to actually bring it out. Exactly. Yeah. But when you're talking to them and you find out, it's just wonderful to be able to 
you know, help them express that. Well, that's cool. That is super cool. So let me let me ask you this. So it started with that first book. Where did it go from there as far as your stories? Well, from the first issue, not a whole lot happened, okay. to be honest. Um, I was already into the second issue, and it get, getting ready to be released. I mean, the first issue was like friends and family type thing. Yeah, which it usually then, is. I mean, anytime you have something yeah. that's just like, ooh, I created this, and you, of course, show you everybody know, you know, and, you know. Yeah, and, and they were very supportive, and they're like, okay, when's the next issue coming out? So I right. actually sat down and kind of penned out issues two through seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I finished issue two, is I was like, okay, well, how, how do I display this? And I'm like, well, the best way that I know how is through a comic convention. And, mm-hmm. you know, SatCon was getting ready to happen. And I kind of put my name in there for, uh, for the Artist Alley, and issue two was out, and... We went and we presented both issues there, kind of like officially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was well received. Um, we were up there with some indie books that have been in the game for a while now, and we were giving them some serious competition. Nice, nice. You know, there was plenty of crowds around the table, and you know, Tim Bradstreet actually showed up, and I didn't realize it was him at the time. Mm-hmm. It was just a guy in a in a Steeler sweatshirt, and I was kind of giving him the business because I'm a long term you know Bengals fan yeah and then when he walked away a buddy of mine is like hey man do you have any idea who that was and I'm like I don't know some guy in a Steelers sweatshirt he goes dude that was Tim Bradstreet and I'm like oh my god I'm such an asshole <laughs> don't you hate those moments yeah, don't you yeah those it's moments? like this guy's you know I'm, I'm a huge fan of his work but you yeah. know that that's the the downfall and the beauty of there's an anonymity when you're a comic creator or a comic exactly, person. Nobody really knows your faith in no, your work. They know your work, you know? and that 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 work becomes the face of who you are. Exactly. Uh, in you know, so when Tim Bradstreet comes to your table, you're just like, yeah, okay. I mean, you're gonna buy a book or what, man? You know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it hits you. It kind of hits you. Um, but he went through my portfolio and he said I had some good stuff in there, and he told me to keep it up and. Yeah, you know, once I realized who it was, and then it all kind of like hit me at once. I was like, right. "Oh my god!" Tim Bradstreet was at my table and told me to keep up the good work. Yeah. You know, yeah. And now you start to think back. It's like you start to review that whole moment. Okay, wait, let me let me go back in my mind files here. Yeah, okay, what happened exactly. just now? <laughs> did I call him an asshole? Did I was I complete dick to him? What happened? <laughs> there, there, hopefully, there's a day where I actually get to reconnect with him and, and tell him that story. And, <laughs> That's okay. You I know, know. kind of make amends. <laughs> When I when I first met um, Neil Adams, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I inspiration my Oh yeah, well, it, man, I mean, come on, he's comic books personified for a lot of people. You know? Oh yeah, um, and it was cool. I, I was really into watching. I had I had cable at the time, and I had stars, and there was this one documentary they constantly played about comic books. And it was this whole. He was a big part of it, of course, because Neil Adams. Well, because he's Neil Adams. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, you know, he's he's throughout the whole thing and talking about this, that, and the other. And there's this one part that's really cool where he goes, "See this hand?" He goes, "This hand right here." He goes, "Million dollar hand. Million dollar ideas come out of this." And it's just that idea, like, oh wow, you know. And then I go and I see him. I'm at uh, Comic Con. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I, and he's setting up his booth, his table, and so forth. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool. This is so cool. So I'm walking up to him. I'm walking up to him. And finally I get to him, and he looks at me, and he takes a double a double take, and he goes, are you Samoan? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? Uh-huh. And he goes, are you Excuse Samoan? You look, you look Samoan. And I had my shades on. And I'm like, 
okay, I guess you can't really tell that I'm not, but that's a weird way to start a conversation. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. But um, you're, you're Neil Adams, and I'm a big fan. And he's like, oh, and he was super cool. I mean, really nice guy, but it was just the funniest way to start a conversation. Yeah. You know, not, hi, how you doing, or how can I help you? It was, are you smiling? <laughs> and that's, I'm blown away. So that was really fun. And, you know, he introduced me to his son who was helping him at the day. And that was just like, wow, this is this is super cool. But it's one of those moments that you then you review back, you know, and then you can use them as a yeah. funny story. Yeah. So this one time it was, just, you know, it was, I, I totally thought this guy was a dick. And he had, you know, the the, the opposite team, uh, you know, jazz, uh, jersey on. And so, I, yeah, I didn't think anything of him until someone told me. And then I felt like a complete jerk. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we have those moments. They just happen. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, but that's it's it's kind of those moments that too also make it really cool to be a yeah, creator. And he was really cool about it. You know, he he gave he gave as much as he as he got. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yes. we had a good time. I I was there. Um, there was a, another really quick story, but yeah. so Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Um, is at a panel and no one, again, you lose all track of what people look like when you're in this business and you don't think about it. You don't think about it. You think about their, their creations. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he was there at, um, Todd McFarlane panel about his new line of toys, which were sports related toys. This is a big thing. It's like, here's the next level for the Todd McFarlane toy company. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and here's this guy in the audience totally giving Todd McFarlane a hard time up there. Like, Hey, so tell me, why, why don't you write comic books, or why don't you create comic books anymore? And he's he's like, what, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you used to create comics and stuff like that. Why don't you do that stuff anymore, man? You, you seem to be all about the toys. And, you know, geeks generally are very much, um, you know, non-confrontational. So everybody in the audience is kind of like, well, where is this going to go, you know? So basically it was just a, a moment in time where we, giving somebody a hard time in comics and not thinking about it, it just becomes this whole thing. It's kind of funny. And like yeah. later on, they did a comic together. It was called The Haunt. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's how it all began. They gave each other a hard time not knowing who the other was. Well, one, you know, knowing who the other was, but no one knew who Kirkman, what he looked like. So it was like, whoa. <laughs> Dude. And that's the great thing about, like, this industry and the relationships that are formed in it. You know, it usually is kind of formed through a little bit of ribbing. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, yeah. it's 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 a good feeling to, to that brotherly camaraderie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's so, definitely it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Joey, tell me some more. I mean, the whole realm of, of Blackjack Comics, can you tell me some more about, um, you know, you live out here in, in, in California. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you do a lot of the stuff. You guys are basically based in not only California, but also in Texas. So it's like you have that kind of, you know, connection there. You yeah, have a broader space. Yeah, more coverage. More coverage, exactly. So that's really cool, too. Um, two different points of, of uh, accessibility, usually, you know? Uh, and really, got- when telling people about it, I really tell them that, you know, Nick and I met through the military, mm-hmm. and we already starting Blackjack Comics. This was... His company, his love child, his idea. Right. And I came along because I just thought it was kick ass and I wanted to be a part of it. That's awesome. And so he brought me along on the team. That is awesome. Uh, and, you know, as things happen with the military, you, you know, get transferred different places. Right. He 
moving to Texas, I stayed in California, but thanks to technology, we're able to continue the business. We are really lucky. I like that, aren't we? I mean, you can actually talk to, you know, and work and, you know, you can have a business stretch out different states and stuff. And it's cool. Um, Exactly. So so that's awesome. Very cool. Um, So tell me some more about the future of Blackjack Comics. Where do you guys uh, plan on going in the next five years? Um, Well, actually, within the next year, we're starting an imprint, you know, a la Vertigo slash DC. It's going to be for more of our uh, grittier, darker heroes. Yeah. The official name is going to be Gorilla Comics. Okay. Very cool. And we brought in a very talented artist named Clint Scott, who's going to help us out with that. And he's bringing over one of his own characters who kind of fits in that darker, grittier type world with Bengali, which is a creation of his. Um, It was colored by, I think it was by Mickey Clausen. Um, Phenomenal work. Really kind of a dark, edgy type hero, mm-hmm. uh, type world that Phantom Hawk would operate quite well in because um, anyone that's read any of our books, Phantom Hawk is definitely the darker, grittier version, you know, or, or character mm-hmm. that would fit more in a darker, grittier world, you know, where we can put the for mature audiences type logo on there. Right. Um, not as kid friendly as like Pendragon or Sunscreen. Right. Right. It's a very different um, realm, very different uh, environment. Yes. You know, but they all exist in the same universe. Right, 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 right. There's like, well, like many different universes, there's very different planets. You yes. Know, and it's, that's kind of the cool thing about it. Uh, so, well, that's very cool, guys. So this is like in the next year, this is going to be, you guys heard it here first out there in the podcast world. Blackjack Comics is going uh, to the next level. Trying to. <laughs> Trying to. Cool. At, at one point, say that this is our first announcement on it. Um, I'm still working with our attorney and our accountant to make everything legally set up for it. But you guys did hear everything first here. Well, we're honored. <laughs> we're honored to actually have you guys say that here of all places at Geo After Dark. Uh, well, very cool. Now, you guys have a couple cons coming up as well, yes? Yes, we do, sir. Yeah, tell me a little bit about those. Which, what do you got coming up uh, where we can catch you, uh, you know, booths at different uh, conventions? Well, the next one coming up, uh, May 9th and 10th, is the South Texas Comic Con. It's their second Comic Con. Nice. Um, had a huge turnout last year, kind of hoping for double the size. They're anticipating around 15,000 people, which is huge for this part. Yep. Um, we had a great time last year, and we had a great turnout last year, and we had a lot of great business last year. You know, we're able to talk to a lot of new fans. And then after that, we have Joy turning over to you. We actually have two conventions the weekend of June 19th through the 21st. Nice. One is Wizard World Sacramento, where we'll have representatives of Blackjack Comics there at a table. Cool. Selling our comics and being able to really, you know, get in touch with the fans. And then I'll be at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con that same weekend, the 19th through the 21st of June. So Very here. busy weekend, huh? It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic, guys. Well, I, I, you know, you guys are really super cool. I was really, when I met Joy at uh, Long Beach Con, I mean, she really had her spiel down packed, man. She was going to sell her heart out. Boom, boom, boom. Tell you all about the stories. 
very impressed. And I, I said, you know, it was like, this is really cool. This is somebody I really like to have on my on my show. And, you know, it kind of went from there. So, I mean, I'm really glad to actually be able to have you guys on here. And uh, if you guys want, check out Blackjack Comics at blackjackcomics.com. And you'll be able to see everything that Blackjack Comics does. And you'll see everything Absolutely. that Nick and, and Joy does there. And it's awesome. And if you're so inclined, you can even purchase digital downloads. And also hit the link, and it'll take you to um, print copies of the books as well. Outstanding. And guys, it's a pleasure to have you on. You guys are both awesome. Oh, thanks. It's awesome to be here. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know what that music means, everybody. It's about that time for yours truly to check out. Thank you again to Blackjack Comics. Check them out at blackjackcomics.com. Indie comics are just that cool, and these guys know exactly where it's at. So check them out. Also look for them at the South Texas Comic Con coming up. They are absolutely epic. I want to thank all of you for tuning in, and tune in again for our next episode here at... Geo After Dark. Oh, well, it... Well, here comes my undead manservant, Jeeves. Jeeves, you're looking a little bit toasty. Are you doing okay there? You, uh, seem to be smoldering still a little bit from your adventure outside. <coughs> well, to be perfectly honest, Master Bron, I have had better days. Nonetheless, the trees do look much better, I would say. And, quite honestly, that did give me quite the jump start as far as heart conditions go. <sighs> oh. Oh, dear. Well, as, uh, as I try to, uh, resuscitate Jeeves here. I just wanted to say thanks again for listening. And uh, again, thank you to Blackjack Comics. If you'd like to see more of what I do, go to brongraphics.com. That's B-R-A-W-N-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.com. And you'll see all the stuff I do, including tattoo designs, including canvas art, and including Geo's Vixens, my salute to pinups. Coming soon, the Angel Codex. So check out all that great stuff and more, and remember... Really, Geo? Really? <laughs> Paid for and sponsored by your friends at the Illuminati. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh. <laughs> Ta-da!